You are now tuned in to the AddictedToSuccess.com podcast, where geniuses, entrepreneurs, and next-level game-changers share their juicy little secrets on achieving massive success. This is the advice you wish you heard years ago. Be prepared and take note as we expose the realness and the raw of what it takes to be successful on AddictedToSuccess.com. Wow, 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 wow. This is a, a special episode today. I got my good friend Ben Kelly. You may know him from the Ben James Show, uh, awesome podcast. Uh, what I love about <laughs> what I love about Ben is every time we catch up, every time we have our conversations, at some point somewhere between jokes, a little bit of riffraff, we uh, we go into the really awesome conversations around what's happening in the social scape and just what's happening in in the world at that, you know, and so. We've been talking for a little while about interesting things that have been happening lately. And I said to Ben, I'm like, you know what, man, we need to address this. This is something that's really important. You know, I know I speak self-development often. I know Benny talks about entrepreneurship and business and, you know, keeping yourself healthy. But there's also a really important key to keeping your mindset healthy too when it comes to all this and paying attention to what's happening in your environment. So let's go there, man. Wherever we're going. <laughs> you say, you know, we need to go into this. We, we don't need to, but we, yeah. we are. I think it's important. The, the conversation at hand today is cancel culture, right? And, and you know, when we say that, it's like, whoa, it can be a broad, broad thing that we can lay down and say, you know, look at what's happening on social media. Look at what's happening in, in politics. Look at what's happening with, you know, all these movements that are popping up. But I think more importantly, where is it actually coming from in, in a human being to want to cancel someone to say, put an end to them? You know, this isn't something new. This has actually happened throughout history. But I think with social media in the mix and just where we're at right now, it's getting super interesting and it hasn't, hasn't kind of reared its head this way before. And like I said to you before this interview, I want to take a centered approach so we can look at both sides but also use some examples to explore this and also some tactical things that people can actually start to consider instead of just being reactive to what's happening, actually starting to really take accountability and ownership for how they respond to life. So you mean, you mean centristic as far as like, we're not left or right, we're not leaning left or well, right? Well, it could easily it could easily go into a conversation <laughs> of political stuff can get thrown in the mix and that's fine because I think that's important and I think we shouldn't shy away from important topics. I do think that there's extremes on both sides and what i've become weary of and I, and I admit i identify more with the right side more of the conservative and there's parts of me that are still conservative and what i did find in that process is that you're only really looking at it from one perspective if that's the case and the truth is that if i identify with extreme left or extreme right then i'm more easily controlled it may feel like i'm not but i'm actually more easily controlled by mainstream media by those in my societal group if I identify or over-identify with where I stand? What do you think? Look, I think, I think it pays to try to be as centristic as possible. I think being able to look at both sides of the coin and be able to be, try to be objective at least. You know, um, I honestly believe you don't really know a topic unless you can come up with a, a great rebuttal to your own opinion yeah right yeah, yeah if you can't come up with something from the other side of the coin or another opinion and come up with something that's 
a very valid argument. I don't believe you actually know a topic. And I think that's yeah. a big reason as to why there's just there's so much contrast and, conf- and conflict with people is because they're having to pick, obviously, pick sides, right? And they're becoming biased to their own opinion. They're going to look to find what they want to be the truth as opposed to what is the truth. And we're, we're seeing that. I think, you know, uh, 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 it's not so much on the landscape in Australia because, again, like anyone watching this, I think mo- a lot of our um, sort of following and, like, you know, a lot of our friends are American. Our political landscape's a little bit different. We don't necessarily have, like, a left or right or anything like that. We kind of have, like, white collar, blue collar. But I know for me, I've chopped and changed different years. And if you said to me, oh, I voted this, I wouldn't. I yeah, wouldn't care yeah, yeah. if I voted. We wouldn't, wouldn't care. Divide us in ideology. My identity yeah. isn't hitched to a political party. Oh, good, <laughs> right? Well, that's a, well, that's a big thing. Is like obviously in the states, is like um, identity politics is like such a massive yeah. thing. People heavily identify as one or the other, and I, I respect and appreciate people that can kind of, like we said, take that sort of centered approach to go and find the uses of both both sides of the coin. And I try to do that with with most topics. Try to, at least. You're gonna have your slight biases, right? Um, You've got your things that you value a little bit more than others. So um, every human is on this earth. They can't possibly not try to influence the world in the light or in the way that they think is going to be best suited, right? There's no other way. Everyone can't not, they're not gonna try and influence in a way that they don't think is best suited. They're always going to think that they're doing the best thing and the right thing. Yeah. So I think in terms of like a lot of the discussions that are going on, um, very sort of they're compelled by what's happening in America. And yeah. that kind of filters down into sort of other countries like ours. I feel like it for Australians, I feel like it started with reality TV. <laughs> and we started to become more Americanized from that. And then, you know, next thing, it's the, uh, it's the politics, it's the social media, the influence that it has on the world. And then everyone's trying to play keep up, mm. you know, it, uh, and that just shows that we're not living so much in a nation by nation. We're slowly but surely becoming very globalized. I remember conspiracy theory way back was like, oh, one world government. Well, there already is a one world mm. government. It's called the UN. They've been around ever since the League of Nations failed <laughs> after World War II, and they're still around, and they still want sway. League and of Nations. <laughs> that sounds like, again, that's like something out of Super a DC hero. comic or something. <laughs> right? But, but like, you know, like we've become more globalized than ever. Um, the internet's played a really big part in that. The economy at some point is just going to really amalgamate into this one blob thing. And I think that also a lot of ideologies are going to in some way go through this growing pain as you know people start to go into a mixed pot together and then everyone has to work it out like where do i stand what does this mean does this threaten my identity and i remember reading something recently it was on psychology today the psychologist was talking about how what we do when we're when we're growing up we become like this stern pole in time like at first we kind of waver and as we start to collect data and experiences and things, we start to become a little bit more stern in who we think our identity is. Mm. He says we kind of like become a pole and then all these societal impressions and things that we uh, associate with and identify with become kind of like the top on top of the tent. And we kind of pitch our tent. And it's like, here's our tent. And then someone else has another tent over there. 
they have a tent like we do, but there's a different logo or representation that's on top of it and it threatens us. And instead of going like, hey, what's in the tent? Is this something that actually is something that I could explore? Maybe there's something in the tent. I don't know what's there because I can't see in the tent. But is there something in there that I could explore that I might be able to find use of in here? Like a pragmatic approach would be that, right? Or can I have compassion for that? I don't know yet until I go and actually connect with it. A lot of people don't do that. They see someone's pitched a tent next to me and now it's a threat. They want to start war. They come and park their tent here. And at times that can be true. Someone also sees you as a threat. Because we need to, instead of saying, hey, let's bring our ideologies up and let's have you know, this discourse, which I think is so important, I've seen you before, it's gonna to have to be an important thing in time. People may like just brush it off or oh, yeah, I don't talk about these things, but at some point it's gonna really wreak havoc in your world if you don't. I think that's probably the biggest issue is that, and, and this is probably again why I, I don't post as much, is I, I just purely, I don't trust a majority of people, especially online, their ability to have civil discourse. I really don't. Like I just, it's, it's not that I have a difficulty with different beliefs, um, like I, po I pose a lot of so, sort of social commentary uh, questions to my following and I like to see where they're at. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and you share what they respond at times too. Yeah. Like you share it and go, oh, I haven't considered this. That's why that's what I wanted to get, get you on here because I know that you Well, yeah, no, like, it, like for instance, like a, um, I gave a, something came up about um, some sort of transgender topic yeah. and um, I had people share the thoughts, I had transgender people jump into my DMs, and we had amazing conversations. They shared things in sort of different takes of things that I hadn't taken into consideration. I'm open to having my mind changed, but um, it depends on the methodology of which people are sharing their points, right? Because that will, that, will, that will dictate what their intention is. That will show me what their intention is, right? Yeah. Most people don't want to go into conversations to influence. We're always talking about influence these days. Yeah. But how many people actually want to influence? Influence is having you go from this opinion or thought to this one yeah. with least resistance and having you deciding that you want to make it, yeah. not me getting you to make it. Yeah. That's what influence is. It's authentic influence for sure. But, and it's just like people, and again, like there's a lot of, a lot of adults and children trapped in adults' bodies with expectations <laughs> that they can't fulfill. Yeah. And you know, I don't mind entering into these conversations whatsoever and um, and entertaining people's different opinions. I, I'm, I'm quite happy to be wrong when new uh, relevant information shows up. Yeah. That's the way I build my opinions on things. Either one of my opinions goes strength, it grows stronger, or it gets, tra it gets transformed into one that's more useful or I feel it more useful. Something yeah. might rear its head later on and I might change my opinion again and I always reserve the right. Yeah. I had one person slide in and again, it was, I think my, my former can't understand that I don't entertain sort of shame influencing. It's like, I'm not gonna go there. Like if you're gonna influence me, be grounded, bring yeah, yeah, your, yeah. your opinions to the table, but don't yeah, think that yeah. I'm likely to change my opinion uh, based on being concerned of whether or not you're, you think I'm a bad person or not. Yeah. I'm an adult, right? Yeah. It's like, I, I, I'm not going to get my opinion changed because you think I'm a bad person. And I've said to people before that, I've been going, look, yeah. 
I'm just not entertaining you trying to shame influence me. That's not the way I go about things. And I go, I'm not trying to go, yeah, because you're insinuating that because I have this opinion that I'm a bad person. And I, and I personally don't feel like I am. And this is the thing. It's like, you don't get to choose whether or not I'm a good person or not. I choose whether or not, whether or not I'm a good person. Yeah. And if I feel like as, as I am, which I feel I am, then I'm not going to be as bothered by what it is that you're trying to do. But again, it's like, how can we have these conversations when it's, it's just about making people wrong for having, you can't change someone's belief system while shitting on them for having it in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people forget that, yeah. right? So it's like, do you actually want to influence or do you just want to go through life being right? And I think with big groups that are identifying together um, through whatever is that they've, um, they've all felt a level of shame at one point a feeling of, of feeling like a less of a person. And now we're seeing it manifested on a big sort of global scale or community scale yeah. where people's individual shame and that over um, compensating for that, that sense is now hypervigilant as far as doing a lot of good. Yeah. And at one point that was like, it was good things were happening, but now it's, it's starting to get a little overzealous in, in some retrospects. So, yeah. yeah, well, and man, honestly, you know, I've seen this for a while. I studied a bit of, of apologetics and a little bit of theology as well. And, and studying, which is what's happened throughout history. And you see, we were in what we call the postmodern world. The postmodernistic world was, they totally threw truth out. It was like, there's no centered truth. There's no monotheistic absolute truth. Let's throw it out. Let's try and do this ourselves. They found at the end of it all, uh, we can't actually do that. We need that in place. You know, some of the deepest questions in the world can only be answered through certain systems and ways of exploring. Otherwise, we just play on the surface, right? And so what we're in now is it's, it's evolved so rapidly, man. Mm -hmm. We're in a post-truth world, which means that, you know, people didn't want to do the God thing, the religion thing. And I get it. Like, there's a lot of complicated things that come with that. You know, we talked about that too. I'm agnostic. But, yeah, if anyone's <laughs> my, you know, Joe's... Benny's on the fence. I'm, <laughs> I'm a Christian. Bro, I'm not, this is the thing why I take a, like, quite a centered approach to a lot of things is because agnostic is like, I believe there's something, I don't know what it is. You're, you're, yeah, you're open, but this is good. You're open. Well, I can't disprove or prove either. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. thing. So, so and again, good. that's yeah. from a logical, rational standpoint. And that's that's a, the place of which I base a lot of my my um, opinions. It's from my character and from, from a rational standpoint. Again, it's yeah. got nothing to do with male or being white or being heterosexual yeah, it's got go. to do with my character more than anything else right are you sure you're not a white supremacist <laughs> or you got white privilege going on are you sure oh look, look just i'm just oozing with white privilege so it's just, you know we'll go, we'll go into that but where we're at right now this is gonna be a good conversation <laughs> where we're at right now is we're in a post-truth world so people aren't. What does that mean? Well, people aren't exactly. That people don't care about. They don't no, no, no. care about truth. They care about. No, it's not that much because they tried that with postmodernism. They found out it didn't work either way. Because when someone says there is no truth, then you ask them, "Well, is that a truth statement?" If they've made a truth statement and say there is no truth, it has to be grounded on truth and exclusive in order for it to be true. So it automatically collapses on itself. And there's way more things around it that you can that supports the fact that there's truth. Right now. A lot of what we're shifting into in society is relativism. It's everything so subjective. And yes, to a certain degree, there are subjective things. But if we're taking this view of subjective reality and not objective reality and actually looking at it for what it is and going, wait a minute, there are some things that actually stand still in the test of time. 
But a lot of people don't like that because we are in a post-truth world. They're going, oh no, there is truth, but my preferences are more important now than truth. Whereas back in the day, truth was like, it was an option and it was there. Now we're like, wait a minute, I think I can do this thing without it. I can respect that it's there, but I want preference, preference, preference. The issue with that, and it sounds nice, it sounds utopia, it sounds very like, let's be liberal and let's have all the things and we can all be happy and accept each other. The problem is we don't. Because if, if my preference is really important to me, when you're trying to promote your preference to me and I don't buy it, guess who gets frustrated? Both of us. Because essentially what happens is you're trying to push your preference on me and take my freedom. And I'm looking at yours going, I disagree with that. So in reality, we think on the surface it sounds great, but we're actually in a, in a time now where we're all pushing preferences on each other and we've lost our like centered groundedness of what's actually up or down. That's why you're getting these, these really interesting things. And I say interesting because I'm trying to keep the center here. Where it's like, let's just <laughs> yeah. cancel these characters. Yeah. As, as we talk, it might, it might be <laughs> conceived as being one side or the other. Well, Again, we're Australian, so I mean, well, it's I like to challenge these things. You know, I don't, I don't just take it for face value and go, oh yeah, well, I guess we just accept that because that's what, you know, somebody in some sort of authority has said that's a good idea. Just because they're authority doesn't mean it's a good idea. They're still going by their preference. And I think it, that the, the part that gets sticky is when people actually get to the point where they're not using they're using cancel culture, but they're not using compassionate culture. There's a difference. Compassionate culture is, I'm going to seek to understand. I don't necessarily have to agree, but I can at least give it a shot and go, what have we got here? And not try and make someone wrong because their preference isn't the same as mine. And it's, mm. this is the opposite of what's happening in the world right now. This is why we are where we are today. You, yeah. I mean, you mentioned it before. Like, people have seem to be acting like as if we can reach this utopia or we or we should want to reach this utopia and in in the hopes that we create more vibrancy within the world and create pleasantville yeah we're turning it more gray we're turning more black and gray yeah have you seen the movie pleasantville no where it's just pleasantville is this place where it's just black and gray but everything's very civil Nothing's mean, nothing's, no one's offended by anything. Everyone's nice, but it's just bland and gray. And a, a lot of people now are sort of, like imagine that as, as what the world is, yeah. is that people seem to think that we're gonna reach this place where no one gets offended. Imagine a world where no one gets offended. That doesn't have more color. That doesn't have more vibrancy. That is just like, yeah. right? Whereas a lot of people right now and there's obviously a lot we, we, we need to improve on within society, but there's little being done in way of how do I develop my emotional intelligence yeah. to the point where I'm still as purposeful about what it is I want to see change, but I'm less emotionally affected by it so I can be efficient in my influencing of that thing. Yeah. Right? So I just think the world is trying to get everybody to the point where the world doesn't no one's allowed to offend anyone instead of my jobs to go and heal myself to the point where my triggers are less of a thing that get provoked, right? And that's, that's yeah. responsibility on yourself, but also still at the same time wanting to fight for these things that you wanted to fight for. But a lot of people find uh, just like, it is much easier for you yourself to go and do the inner work than to wait for the world to never piss right. you off. Yeah. yeah. The world's always going to 
piss you off. But it's like, I'm going to make it so no one, like, I know for me, it's like, I would hate to have someone just show me respect purely because they have to. Yeah. Yeah. Like on, on, a, on a small micro scale, I'm not talking like, you know, violence or anything, but just respect me and my character and personality yeah. as a person. Yeah. Um, I want people to do it of their own volition. Yeah. Volition, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I just, I, I think, you know, no one wants to get to a point where people are forced to have to show me, res- show me respect. If you, if you show me respect, that, cool. I think, like that being said, I think that in this, this is kind of where the people are like unknowingly fighting a battle that will never be won if they're taking this approach that's happening right now, right? Like you can't fight ideology with ideology. It never, it's, no one's ever won that, never. You you look at the French Revolution, it was so interesting because, you know, they weren't happy with the government with the royal family and on everything that was happening there the people in the middle class and lower class were hard done by there was a revolt you know the guy leading the charge gets in there interesting stuff because starts enrolling people people come in we're like we the people fighting for it and then he ends up getting beheaded by his people mm. and then the guy i think it was madame uh guillotine the guy that actually created the guillotine was beheaded by the guillotine by the people it's just, it just shows that you can't fight evil for evil and you can't, like, if it's coming from that intention, at some point it's going gonna, it's gonna to destroy itself, you know? So it can't come from that place because there's constant preferences moving and people are never happy. And they're fighting it with the approach of, if I go outward to do this and blame, then this will fix it. And when they find that they've gone so far into the journey, they either stop and go, wait a minute, I'm not, there's something obviously I'm not doing that's affecting me, which hardly ever happens because people just keep getting fired up, especially in social groups. They continue to fire each other up to get more and more angry. And then they feel more courage because there's, there's group think. It's called the hive mentality. I call it the blob. Like everyone turns into this freaking blob and then the blob comes and attacks <laughs> one after another. You know, you got YouTube people that are like just genuinely being authentic and then they're getting smashed and canceled. They're like losing their income. You've got celebrities that are saying things that are just hey this is what my perspective is and all of a sudden shut down like who knows maybe we'll get shut down <laughs> well just from well, the difference to cancel, of, cancel having culture. differences <laughs> of opinion is what progresses society like we forget that it's like yeah. we, we need yeah. that and it's like the people that can't have civil discourse i'm sorry but you're slowing down the progression of of our, our of the human race yeah it's like if we're all comfortable to be able to go, here's your point. This is, and but also understand how someone could have arrived at what their opinion is. Like, if you tell me, if if I pay enough interest and I look to understand, which is what I try to do with a lot of the things that I talk about, is like first thing, first objective. Let's. I want to understand how you arrived at at, at yeah, the way that you think, right? right? And asking questions, yeah. taking interest, because yeah. that's gonna that's gonna then make sense as to why you feel the way you feel. Yeah. Right. If you can express that to me, I can go. That totally makes sense. Why you feel that can, way? Can you give an example of one time where you shared something and then you asked when you got into a conversation? So a lot of times, when, I mean, just when I ask questions on things, they're not here nor there all the time. It's like occasionally, sometimes they are, but um, posting it just to see what the general sort of consensus is with something that's going on within the world. Yeah. Um, Big, big one right now is like vaccine. So, 
a lot of people yeah again like that conversation and that's yeah hugely obviously extremely divisive right now yeah. um but again like if if everyone takes the time to like when someone said something or whatever and i'm like i'm like if i always try to remind myself if i lived in their shoes and lived their life and yeah. experienced everything that they experienced i would not behave any differently i would not be any better i would not like we assume oh if i was in your shoes i would choose better than what you did yeah right and i i believe it largely you know I, I believe that there's obviously influence as far as nature but also nurture and that's a humbling thing to to be able to realize within yourself yeah. is like while i can sit here on my high moral pedestal which is what everyone loves to do these days it's like i'm the most morally noble i know how the world is going to be the best yeah i don't claim to think that i do I, I based off my experiences i have what i've gathered to be the case but again i understand my limited perspective i have a limited perspective and the more i can gauge and, and understand why people i'm able to go and have proper proper discussions yeah that actually lead to something that actually lead to a greater understanding and that's a beautiful thing and like i share on on my instagram stories when i have those kind of conversations how proud i am of my community that we can have those conversations that are really difficult that you see yeah. on the threads yeah. on instagram threads that people are just tearing each other apart and we're sitting there as two adults sharing opinion by the end of it going you know i think we want the same thing yeah. but the way we think we're going to get there is just slightly different and that's where people get mixed up and and get annoyed is majority of people want exactly the same thing but they feel like the way that someone else wants to get there is going to threaten what they value and again that's yeah. a big thing with like if, if you're talking left or right or whatever is that everyone has the same values but one side values one more than the other and they have values that they value more than the other and they feel like they're yeah. both a threat to yeah. what their high values are yeah. when really they all value the same things but they've got their priorities and when we look at it and we take a step back and we put the microscope underneath it everyone wants the same things yeah. and we're getting caught up on how they think we're going to get there and because they're not having the discussions and people are feeling shamed and again look that's that plays its hand in you know on the political scale as well when people are like oh you're going to vote for trump you're a piece of shit you're a racist like all these things yeah and what do you think people do they shut down it's like i'm not even going to talk about this because at the fear of like right imagine if you're able to go okay cool like what is it that you um why would you be able why would you want to vote for trump and typically if someone explained to you i mean maybe not in the far reaches of bumfuck south the southern states of america where they're, well, yeah, they're very like, different well, like yeah, yeah every every faction has their extremities yeah. uh, like yeah. the extreme one way or the other it's like you'd have the opportunity to actually influence that person to go oh i hadn't taken it into consideration but it just yeah. sort of stops stops the flow of understanding so that's the big thing is like if you want to actually have influence and get people to come on board with what you want it can't be forced it can't be bullied into they have if it's going to stick they have to have been the ones that feel like they've chosen it and that can't be yeah. done by trying to dent someone's ego and trying to make it that make yeah. make you be right you've got to check your intention at the door it's like what do i want from this do i want to just win this argument so i can fill myself with some sort of pride and i can crush this person it's like mm -hmm. no one wins an argument 
you either make someone feel like they're stupid or you're the mm. stupid one. Yeah. And it's like, I want to progress the ideas that I have, but not at the cost of someone feeling silly for having theirs in the first place, right? And that's again why I never entertain conversations if someone can't come to the party with the same level of intention of seeking to understand, to learn, to grow. And for the most part, I mean, someone, one person the other day said, stay in a lane, influencer. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I, wasn't, I was like, sorry. I, I, and I said, I said, sorry, question mark. It's like, take the question mark off. That's a good start. And, I'm, I, and I was just sort of like, and I, and I entertain it because I was like, maybe, maybe sometimes like people come around and, and, and we have discussion and by the end of it, we're like, you know, I've had people jump in my um, DMs like boom, hard on something. And by the end of it, we're like, oh, no, you actually like, oh, I appreciate the fact that, you know, that's where you spoke and, um, mm. you know, I respect that and I respect you and, 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 and quite fine. And that's a, that takes steely resolve and a lot of emotional intelligence to mm. come at a, in a ground place and just remember you don't understand how someone has built up this opinion, what's led to it, what's led them to being emotional. If you'd lived the same way and experienced the same things, you'd be just as emotional. And that's again, like as someone that's very logical, it could be easy for me to go, don't be fucking emotional. Cause it's, cause it's like, I'll, I'll like, obviously I want to get to a place where, it, where, where you're having groundedness, but at the same time, I can't dismiss people's experiences and insinuate that, oh, you should be more grounded or less emotional with what you've experienced in the topic that we're talking about. Yeah. Just because I can, doesn't mean that I assume that you should be in the same place as if if I had lived in your shoes, I'd be able to be as stoic as I am in this situation. And I've yeah, got to remember yeah. that, right? Yeah. So, um, well, there's there's power in that, man. There's power to be able to disarm someone from coming at you because you you're not only taking the higher ground, but you're also knowing. You said emotional intelligence, which is great because it's like. Having the emotional intelligence to go, oh, even if this person reacts, I'm not playing that game because that's that's not how I want to show up. Like you're consistent with your identity of I'm somebody that can have these type of conversations and be open, but also I'm accountable and I and I take ownership. And I think that this is really the crux of where people are going wrong from what I'm seeing. And and this is based off me coaching thousands of people over the years, is seeing that this lack of ownership takes place in the hearts of so many people and it's so easy to blame. It's like I can say, oh, it's that person's fault or this person did me wrong or, you know, I was hit by the GFC or, oh, you know, it's because this person's uh, in office. Like it's so easy to say that and that's where a lot of this cancellation comes in and, you know, attacking each side. It's like, well, things are going to play out to a certain degree, how they're going to play out, but how you react to it, that's on you. And we're living in a culture now where I honestly think that we've become more selfish. We've become too comfortable. We haven't had, I was saying this the other day, we haven't had a world war in a long time. I really do believe that if there was a World War Three that kicked off, a lot of people would shut up. A lot of people would pull back and stop with the pettiness of certain things. Um, there, there would be this, this sense of, oh, wait a minute, like, we actually need to band together now. Like we have to put stuff to the side. And I'm not saying that war is the answer. I'm not saying that. It's, that's just a greater, more <laughs> horrific thing that shadows that and makes you realize how, how much we're sweating the small stuff at times. 
Yeah, and, and, and again, like what small stuff to us, like is, is to someone could be a, a big thing. Big Obviously, there's, there's so many important things that people are fighting for right now with, without doubt. But yeah. when we're looking at um, some things that are necessarily being canceled or pulled off shelves, Dr. Zeus so, being like, we're trying yeah, to eradicate yeah. history or things that's like, like as if they didn't exist. It's like life is like life is for the most part suffering. It's like, yeah. it's largely yeah, a big, it's quite a bit of suffering. It's quite a bit yeah, and, it's, yeah. and it's tough and it's difficult. And I think for me, it's like, it's, it's a beautiful thing when people build strength within reality. But it, it's, it's like we're fabricating different realities to go and make, to self-soothe instead of really facing all the things. But yeah, yeah, yeah. when you talk about, um, you know, clutching at straws, there's, there's an um, old uh, Australian political um, philosopher called Ken Minogue, and he uses this analogy of uh, St. George. Now, St. George, he killed this dragon, right. right? Have you heard this? I haven't heard it, no, but I heard that he killed a dragon. <laughs> yeah, kills a dragon, and that's his identity. He's, he's achieved this grandiose feat. He's the dragon slayer, right? Yeah. He killed one or two. Not many dragons have gone around, right? So what does he do? What do I do now? I'm the dragon slayer. His identity is hitched as like this big grandiose person that goes and slays these massive dragons. Yeah. So now he starts swinging his sword at smaller and smaller and smaller beasts until there's none at all. And he just starts swinging at fresh air. And that's what we're, that's what we're getting right now, right? Is yeah. that, and it was the same, it was, it was kind of like the same with the Japanese. The Japanese in that history, they all fought each other for, for centuries. And mm. once they become united, they had all these samurai that were just bred to just go and fight these battles that what did they decide? We, 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 have to, we have to do something. And then they go and try to um, invade China, yeah. right? So I think a lot of what's going on now is we've got a lot of people that have that achieved a lot, that have, that have brought on good things, slayed certain big dragons, yeah. but now they've so heavily identified with that's what they do within their life that now yeah. they're swinging at nothing. And that's yeah. why we're seeing a lot of these really kind of like, again, and these are things to us that we think are like, oh, really? Like, right? Yeah. Well, I, I think in saying that, right? So you've got the people that go, let's just cancel this. I don't like it. My preference is this. I don't want this to be in reality anymore. I want to delete it from the history books. I don't want my kids or any other kids to see it. And it's like, wait a minute, but that doesn't actually stop the fact that it actually happened. And this is what like history shapes our world. A lot of people don't read, people even our age, you know, we're like early thirties, going on mid thirties soon. We- You wouldn't know. <laughs> you wouldn't know. <laughs> Founder of youth over yeah. here. <laughs> um, a, a lot of people even our age don't look at history. You know, there's so much there that we can learn from. German and kids it, are educated on like, they're not turned a blind eye to, oh yeah, to what happened with the Nazis. Well, like they know, right? They fully know. But think about this, think about this, that's a great, Great point. The Third Reich, right? You look at someone like Hitler and see the propaganda that was created around that was there was a cancel culture on Jews at the time. It was like the non-Aryans, you know, there was a lot that was going on in that space. And I love what Jordan Peterson said. You might've heard it as well. He says, you know, around that time, World War II, you had the Nazi party and you have, you know, like all these things that are going on and, and there's the, the Holocaust. And then you have, you know, Anne Frank, 
that's there like helping to hide the Jews and so on. And he says like a lot of people, when they hear this story, they say, oh yeah, I'd be like Anne Frank. And he says, well, no, no because like no. if you actually look at the numbers and the, and the chance of like what was rolling out, the subliminals of all these things that were happening and how people were identifying and how they were in survival, he says, you probably would have been a Nazi soldier. Like you probably would have in some way contributed to the party, whether you liked it or not. Like it, there was a high chance that that could happen. Well, how did all the, how did you think that the German soldiers was able to gather every, like how do they think they had the help of the public? The yeah, public yeah. knew who lived where and, and where to yeah. go find it. But how did they get the public on where the public didn't say, no, this is not a big thing. It was like they struck enough fear into them where yeah. the public thought it was a good idea. Yeah. Well, you struck a knife of fear into the public, they're going to get on board with something. What's happening now then, bro? How much fear, same thing. How much fear is being pumped into mainstream media? And, and, I'm, and at the same time, I'm not trying well, to downplay any it's serious like, thing because there's some serious stuff that are in play. Oh, And there's some big, big conversations that have like reared up and we get to have it as a, as a world. Like it's not just a you know, one country thing. As a world, we get to have conversations around racism we get to have conversations yeah. very important uh, around things. the healthcare systems around government women's rights trans economy, rights all that stuff we all, get to have all that stuff which is very important but you, the one thing that i want to just differentiate here in case someone's just sitting there like these guys these Aussie guys but dude, like you're going to get that this is the thing is like no matter how well-intentioned we are and it doesn't matter people this is the thing about social media is people will want to find what they want they to be the case yeah. and they will make that the narrative. Yeah. It doesn't matter how, how well-intended people's opinions are. Put it this way, like I put up uh, ages ago, a photo of me at the beach, well, like training or whatever. Someone says, you need to get new socks. <laughs> they said that. Out of all the fucking things that they could write, right? Like, you need to get new socks. How have you focused on that out of, I've written this big long thing, there's other stuff going on, but you've, you've honed in on that particular thing. And now you've got, now I'm like, but that's what people do. It's like, instead of like, and that's a, like a big thing, like obviously with, with Jordan Pearson, like if you, people wanted again it's like we're raised on this there needs to be a villain there needs to be a yeah, hero yeah, yeah. An and it's like we're always going to like if there's no villain there's no hero and it's like he got made out to be a villain it's like if you listen to his stuff he, he's not at all like bigoted or transphobic or anything like that and yeah. it was very easy to just take it like that because people want him to represent that so they have a have a cause in that regard is there an issue in that in that topic that needs to be a yes on that specific topic. You know, there was yeah. many, many room for debate as to as to what the legislation was being brought in that curbed, you know, certain language that he was arguing against. Oh, the bill that, that, was going to be passed that um, yeah. he, you know, he'd fight for that no matter what the curbing of the language was. It wouldn't matter. It just so happened yeah. it was to do with this, and and yeah. then obviously that's what rose into prominence was the fact that you know if someone actually came to him and said, you know, this is how I want to be spoken to, he'd have the common decency to speak to that person the way that they want. He just yeah. didn't like the idea of his, uh, his voice being made legislation, mm. right? And I, that, was, that was the big thing is where it can get twisted. like someone with such well-intended things where it's like, no, I'm not against this, but this is what I'm against. It's like, well, you're against this. No, 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 I'm not. This is, this is an aspect of it of which yeah. I'm not. And it's like, it, it, everything gets twisted because like again like i said there has there has to be a bad guy and there has to be a good guy i think little did they know that he could actually back his stuff up you know i think initially when his stuff came out they had him on tv shows and everything 
he doesn't get the same <laughs> type of reach like he used to, or maybe he just stopped taking it because he's like, I've got nothing to, nothing to have to answer for. But I do notice like when people were getting him on, they were trying to catch him out. They were like throwing little sidewinders at him and he was able to, you know, stand, stand his ground pretty well. And, and, and it's good because it shows like, hey, I've got the evidence here. Like this is legit. I'm not swaying emotional tauntings at you. I actually legitimately have good solid grounds here. And I think that this is, this is what happens. Like I said, you got ideology for ideology. It's this circular never revolving door like i look at even the life of jesus right jesus stood in front of the pharisees and the sadducees and says your words are like whitewashed tombs what does that mean that means that you're you look good on the outside but you're dead on the inside like he was rebuking them and calling them out and calling them forth he was radical he walked around and very much the religious were the ones that tackled him the most but his ideologies were so radical that they hated it so much so because for thousands of years they'd try to create their own system and he came and shattered it but the only way they could stop his ideologies was to actually physically stop him and kill him hang him on the cross right which is what i see like i know right now you can say oh yeah but people are just like kind of saying things that are opinion in time where do we go like if we keep this up what does it turn into there was a video where this guy says that a lot of this cancel culture, if you look back in history in certain even communist countries as well, and cancel culture is a dress rehearsal for mass murder. When you silence someone, like you delete someone from a platform and you wipe off their content and you cancel them out, not just someone like Trump, but many people mm. that are being canceled. It's almost like, let's see how people react to this. Oh, after a while, people are actually kind of numb to it and they've, they've, they accept it. What comes next? Somebody disappears. Oh, well, they're gone now. Oh, we don't like this. Let's just delete them. But in real life, well, if that can happen you know? to an opinion that you don't that you don't like, it can happen to one that you do like. Yeah, it's like, but people will only get frustrated that as long as it's. Well, you know, they won't get frustrated as long as it's something that they they dislike. But if it can happen to something that you dislike, it can easily happen to something that you you're in favor of. And that's the big yeah. thing. It's like it's not fighting against any certain ideology besides um, if, if that can be science, like you can be science at any point just because you agree with what's being science today. It might be something the next day that might yeah. be something that you're very vehemently passionate about or whatever. And again, like even if I don't agree with someone that some, like uh, something that someone's saying, I still, I, I would still fight for the right to say it. Even if someone blasted me yeah. for something, I was like, yeah. I still defend their right to, to say it. That's because you value freedom. Like some people don't know that they don't they don't understand how important freedom is until it's taken away. Obviously, inciting violence is 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 like the the cadence. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously that sort of stuff is like too far. you know an incite crowd like all that sort of thing, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, when it like on the small part, it's like look, I'll, I'll defend you, calling me whatever you want, defending that right. Like that's just. But you were gonna you're gonna give preference to something before. What? Just to make sure? No, uh, yeah, I... Because this, like, yeah, this is, this, 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 well, there's so much context that's needed with this and it's like... Well, this is, this is the thing, right? This is what I do really stand for when it comes to all this. Because, you know, there's culture wars, there's all sorts of stuff that's unfolding and it's getting really more and more interesting day by day. But what I do stand for is if somebody does something dodgy, right? And this, is, this can also be considered subjective until proven 
guilty and, and evidence-based, right? There are certain people that people are trying to cancel that for sure 110% should be held accountable. And it starts with whoever's around them. You know, like you have, uh, you know, Jeffrey Epstein, you have, um, what's the dude's name uh, in Hollywood? Um, the producer. Uh, Weinstein. Weinstein, right? Like, for sure. There's evidence around it. It's like, take it to court. Let's see what, what shows up here and hold it accountable. A lot of what's happening is this kind of like reflex thing or if someone doesn't like it, they're like, let's just cancel it. Let's put it out there. Social media thinks it's a fun idea. Like, let's have fun with this. One, one thing I saw the other day was they canceled Pepe Le Pew, right? Mm-hmm. I grew up watching this, this dude on Looney Tunes, you know, the skunk. That's the, what, what, the was, what was he doing? Well, the, the, the claim is he's, he's, encouraging, he's encouraging rape culture is what they said. But he's in the new uh, Space Jam 2 movie with LeBron. And there's a scene where he's in a bar and he comes up and he's all kind of like a bit pushy and he's like trying to get, you know, hit on this, this girl. And the girl that's the actress when she found out they canceled him, was like, oh my gosh, that was an amazing scene. I like, I really love shooting that. And she's like, I saw it and it was, I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. Why did you cancel it? And they're like, nah, inside it's rape culture. And so there's that. And then you have Speedy Gonzalez, who they're saying is racist uh, towards Mexicans. And then you got a lot of Mexicans that are like, oh yeah, I freaking love Speedy Gonzalez. You know, so the question is, I've got this question, who's they? When you, you hear you, you know, you know, you know like, who is that? You know, you, know what, you know what the funny thing is, is that um, so many of the things that are being pushed are like even and again, like um, a lot of um, uh, friends and followers that were speaking to me that, that transgender that I had amazing conversations with, they were saying a lot of this stuff is getting pushed by cisgendered, cisgendered white people. Well, not yes. white people, yeah. just cisgender people. I don't yeah, know why. Yeah, See, yeah. I'm so conditioned to be like, tack on the white thing, right, as well. But like, just cisgender people who aren't even transgender. And they're like, Ooh. we're not even calling for this to be a thing. And then there'll be some that are, yeah. there's some that aren't. And it's like, and that, that, that's, that again is like the, the thing about the dangers in some parts of ident- um, identity politics is it's assuming your character and your personality and your and your ability to think on something that you can't control like your sexuality or your color and that's where we saw it when um biden said something like if you don't vote for me you're not black and that that's heavily problematic at the fact that you don't have any individuality to go and form your own opinions and use your own brain that you get lumped into a bracket of a way of thinking based on your sexual preferences or your skin color or anything that's predetermined. Yeah. And that's a dangerous thing. And we're seeing that massively play out in America. Well, he lost a lot of those votes because of that too. But that was, that was one very clear. (laughs) And this is the funny thing. You know, you know, the funny thing. Uh, And again, like half my friends are like, Right, I don't want to, don't want to go this isn't going to be like a, let's be on a, but like, give someone an ident, uh, give someone a, a political party to identify and watch, watch them ignore the things their party does that they vehemently dispute about the opposite party. Yeah. When you watched people go to town on, on whatever Trump did and said, I don't like that behavior, when their candidate did something similar or worse, they didn't speak up on it. So are you actually against that behavior or only when it suits you? 
right? And the same back the other way. People were going and finding shit about whatever um, uh, Biden. And then when Trump had done the same thing, they didn't mention that at all. So do yeah. you actually, di- yeah. do, you, do you dislike- It's biased. Do you dislike the, the behavior or only when it goes against your agenda and what you want, right? And I guess uh, like the, the, the left kind of consider themselves and they, they have this identity where it's like, we're more woke, like we're more morally noble, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Typically, on the extreme, on the on the extremity, it's and the again, like on the on yeah, the extreme, extreme like the woke diverse, yeah, 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 like yeah, the yeah. social justice warriors, right? Is that really quick to condemn the behavior on the other side, but when it was conducted from their representative, it's they didn't okay. bring up the same level of distaste. They go quiet now. Yeah. yeah. So what? Watch. Watch. This is the rigidness of people's. Uh, identity politics in, in America is they're willing to turn a blind eye to behaviors that they say are horrible, but only when it's yeah. right. And that's going to be hard for a lot of people. Yeah, and that's on both sides of the coin. Yeah. That's on both sides of the coin. So as a centrist and an Australian sitting on the outside looking, it's like, hang on a minute. And we've got friends that are very, like very intelligent people. And they were very, they were cherry picking. They were cherry picking yeah, stuff yeah, that yeah, they yeah. wanted from both sides. Right? It's like, at well, each other. Yeah, th- yeah. That per- he's just done the same thing. Why aren't you, um, right? So it's just that's the that's the that's the thing that happens when you're so uh, heavily dialed into one thing is that you're you bec- like again. So someone that's sitting on the outside, we can't vote. Yeah, whatever we, right? we can look we can look on the outside and be watch the actual shit fight go on and the circus happen and be like we can be and, less and emotionally attached and more less and, and, and go happening. i see what that side is doing and what they want love it see what that, like that that's plausible i get how that has benefit yeah, yeah, yeah. and 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 go from both sides and see uh you know uh, see what has benefit i see how both sides don't and have that centristic point of view but it's so interesting to, to watch people so heavily and again because we're outside of it we have we're not heavily within it we're not going to be able to understand but as an observer i found it really interesting that when someone was heavily identified with one party or the other that they became uh very blind to their own um objective bias very fast and they're very and some of them are very intelligent people well i'm telling you man this is going to be a bigger problem it really is because, like I said, everyone's going by preference now. There's no truth. There's no center grounding. It's gone. It's my truth. <laughs> this hey, is hey, my to, truth. I want to speak into that, bro. That, this is that. my truth. That's <laughs> like my truth. Well, the, and, the sky and, is so, red. So this is no, what I it's say, not. It's my truth. <laughs> Check this out. Don't gaslight me. I say this everything's way. gaslighting these days as it well. It is. It is. It is. They, it's like the new fancy trend word when people don't like something. Oh, I go gaslight it. Um, and or, it's true. Or Once I'm allowed to do one, they use it like all the time. They spiritual bypass, dude. It's, it's like this. Funny enough, dude, in the spiritual, like in the in the personal development and life coaching um, world, gaslighting is rife. Oh, big time, big time, man. Yeah, 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 because they got more to work with and they get to. Well, because they go, they got clever words and they've done some work yeah, yeah, and they yeah. can mani- and some people can manipulate really job. easy and just be like, well, this is. This is your problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, and we've, we've spoken, we, we've got a little bit of a gripe sometimes with like the whole industry and the incongruency. With I'm in the center of it. I see it going on. This is what I say with my, to my students because we have this conversation. You know how you just said, it's my truth. It's my truth. There's a big push. People use that as a more, more, I think more specifically in the new age space, 
a new age can be a mixed pot of many things, mysticism, Buddhism, Confucianism. But I'm not saying that it's identified with one system. It's literally a mixed pot and people are picking and choosing certain things they're leaning into. And so I love exploring that with people and challenging and going, cool, let's sit in that. Like, what would what, what you come across? The thing that I, I struggle with the most is seeing how, how you can have cohesiveness with like 20 different belief systems in play. It doesn't, it kind of like collapses on itself and it doesn't make sense when you look at it. It's like, what's the narrative here? And we don't end up anywhere. We're just running in circles. But the, one of the big conversations right now that we're having is I say, we're not, we don't have, you can't say like, it's my truth. It's your truth. It's a belief. This is what I believe. It's my belief. This is what it's I your believe. Belief, but it's not your truth and my truth because we've got to understand truth is exclusive. It's exclusive. It can't be that like if, Ben, if your truth is a certain way and mine is, and there's no, there isn't a cohesiveness, it just doesn't. It's like your narrative goes one way, mine goes the other. Which one of us actually has it? Now, if we both don't have it, the question is, is there any point in us even like battling it out? Which is what I'm seeing so much. I don't need your truth to be my truth. That's the thing. It's like people won't need everyone to have their truth be their truth. I don't care. What does like, it make me believe anymore? It's, remember no, I, I don't sharing. need you to become agnostic. I don't give a shit. Yeah, you know yeah, why? Yeah, because yeah, this yeah. is the thing. We're getting caught up on a lot of things. What you believe allows you to have the characteristics yeah. that I value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's who I vibe. I look at character. Yeah. Nothing dictates. Nothing dictates who who I like and who I value and who I hang around with, other than character. You've been able to form that character based off of that belief system. Mm. Who's to say that if you had my belief system, that you would have developed the same characteristics as the ones that I actually like, right? So I, I'm less concerned about how you arrived at the things that I value about you than, you know, the things themselves. Well, so well, imagine if we were only friends because we believe the exact same thing. Only for after that. <laughs> <Imagine> <laughs> only friends. Only fans. <laughs> we're only fans of each other. <laughs> Maybe that's another social media platform. Oh, Probably will pop up at some point. Um, but imagine if we were only friends because we believe the exact same thing. Then that would be us be playing completely safe in it and not bringing any sort of exchange of value that's additional to each other. And now sometimes some people just legit have such a different worldview and such a different scope that it's just no sort of values in the top hierarchy even really align. And it's like, we're probably not going to click, but there are some values that are similar. That's why we're able to, you know, be in those conversations and feel that connection. And then on top of it is like, oh yeah, but you're bringing this to the table. Oh yeah, you bring that to the table too. This is a fair exchange. Mm. I think that one of the things I realized with you, which is really cool, man, was a few years when we first came out here to Bali, we're having conversations. You were asking me a lot about God. You know, I was going through this experience with, with Christ and going through my theology study. I was trying to make sense of a lot of it myself. Hmm. And you would ask questions about, you know, religion and you'd ask questions about death and creation and all these things. And at the end of it, you were kind of like, oh, cool. And, and, you, and you got to a point where what was really cool was I also felt in myself when we had the conversation was, man, I feel really good in my belief because mm. I didn't need Ben to agree with me in order for me to feel like I believe more. And I think that's what we get to do. Like without, it was valid. Like without, it was more valid if I, it wasn't any more valid if I believed it. No, no. It's like, and, and to be honest, with, within my Christian beliefs, so far where I'm at in life is I haven't had somebody come along that's been able to make me feel less like I believe in it. 
if anything, I've only believed in it more through and challenging it. That's, it. And, and that that's exactly really right. Great. Either it gets stronger or it changes the one that's more useful. Exactly, but right? people are doing this, bro, because they're so scared that someone will come and rattle the cage and their belief will be challenged and it wasn't what they thought it was and they've lived this lie or they've been duped or they feel unsafe now because they don't know how to show up in the world. And I think a big piece of this is going, am I still okay if I know how to show up in the world even if I don't know all the answers. And I think that like this comes down to that certainty piece where people, it's like that question that I was talking with Bob Proctor and we're having this conversation and I was like, did you feel like you were, you know, really very connected and had clarity with what you're doing? And he says, Joel, I'm gonna be honest with you. I've never 100% believed something before I did it. He said, maybe I 50% believed it, but I was open to going, I'm a student when I step in and I'll, I'll build my belief along the way. And I think a lot of people don't wanna get into this sitting down and breaking bread and having communion because they're scared that something may be revealed that shows that they, and maybe they're telling themselves this through I'm not good enough, is that I'm bit, I've am i been less than in this, mm. you know? And, and obviously there's a lot of structures that are built around it of like, I'm accepted in this group, this is my tent. You, these people have always been the enemy. If I admit that they're not the enemy anymore because I've found the, the, the understanding there that what am I gonna do with this? tent here that I've been living in for so long. Would they reject me? Like there's so much that's in this, man, it's mm. insane. And a lot of this obviously can, can form itself from childhood as well. You know, like you've done work around your mom and your dad, you know, and obviously all, all of us have fragments and things we can continue to work through. But I think that a lot of like when people suppress and disregard the work that can be done around that childhood healing, a lot of times they project into the current space and you've got a mixed pot of shame, guilt, anger, frustration, sadness, hatred, fear projected into the space. And this is the thing that's fueling it. You can see there's a darkness in a lot of um, movements that are pushing. And, and there's a saying, Maria says, she says, good intention, poor, poor performance. It's so true. It's like some people at the start may go, this is something really worth fighting for because we want something to fight for. But ultimately, it like evolves into something that essentially could be what we've been fighting against for the first half. And this is what I'm, I'm my big concern is, this is what's happening in culture right now. It's again, like we said at the beginning, it's just, it's a mass manifestation of internalized shame um, segmented into certain groups. Yeah. And um I think the biggest issue is not that we, again, like I said, it's not that we have differences. It's the methodology of which we conduct ourselves within those difference of opinions that are slowing us down, that are slowing these things getting done. Like, again, civil discourse is something that most people don't understand. But if you want to actually progress the world forward and humanity, that's one thing you have to develop. You have to, mm. otherwise your intention is I'm just gonna be right. It's like, good luck getting people to come to see your point of view when all you do is try and shit on them for, ha for having it, yeah, yeah. right? And exactly. so again, when we're seeing a lot of people doing a lot of good and try and do a lot of good, the, the thing that's seeping into it is that if they, some people won't be, wouldn't be doing this fighting for the things that they fought that they're fighting for if they didn't feel as though they were at risk of being a bad person 
mm-hmm. if they didn't. And that's never a good place to choose to fight for anything. If yeah. you choose, if your your main, without knowing it unconsciously, the fact that you're fighting for this is purely because you don't want to run the risk of being perceived as a bad person, right? Because that's yeah. what happens is a lot of people feel like they're, the last thing I want is for other people yeah. to feel as though I'm a bad person. So this is why I fight for this thing instead of being like, no, this is what I believe, like this is why I fight for this thing, veganism, this or that or the other, mm. right? It's like, you've got to check. Are you really in this because you, or are you just doing it because you're just afraid of being perceived as a bad person? And then that's your yeah. work. That's your work. That's your healing work that you've got to do. It's like, this is the thing. Yeah. It's like all the things I decide to do, they're not, they're not based on, and like my sister said it, like, um, and this has been a process for me as well, is, you know, like, remember that event that we, um, you, you did with my sister in, um, Oh, Scottsdale, yeah. Scottsdale, right? And they had this um, charity that won a grant. And then everyone starts going up and... Putting money in. Putting money in. Like, you're seeing seeing it. Everyone starts to go. Someone walks up. You you know what? Like, you're the first one to go again. You know what, Peter? I'm going to give XYZ amount of money. And someone's like, I'm going to as well. And then everyone starts walking up. Everyone starts walking up. (laughs) Everyone starts walking up. And you know who sat in the chair? You. Me. (laughs) Not moving. Right, yeah. and in, in my head, I'm sitting there and I'm like, what if people think I'm a bad person and they're seeing me sit here right now, they're gonna think I don't care, they're gonna think I'm horrible, they're gonna think I'm all those things. And that's what most, a lot of the people in that room, that would have been the reason as to why they went up. It wasn't the fact that they cared about the cause, it was the fact that they were more scared of the fact that if they didn't, they were going to be seen as a, as a bad person. And I had to yeah. sit there and be like, no, you do a lot of good, you've done a lot of good for your mum. You've given to charities. You never talk about that stuff. You, you give off, like all these things, right? And it's like, it just wasn't something that I was called to. And yeah. I, it didn't threaten whether or not I was a good person yeah, or not. Yeah. And when you have that base, you're able to go and clearly navigate your life in a way where it's based off of what do I think is most useful more than yeah. my priority being yeah. I'm doing this because I'm fearful of being perceived as a bad yeah. person. Now, the more that we continue this cancelling of all these things, and again, like, like we live in a society where you're, you're gui- now you're guilty until proven innocent instead of innocent yeah. until pr- proven guilty, yeah. um, people are going to do things that are out of alignment um, again purely out of just fear of being perceived as a as a bad person. Now, what we need is we need a world filled with people with less shame. And when people have got a field with less shame and they don't feel as much of a risk of being, being a bad person within themselves, let alone whether or not anyone else yeah. thinks about it, do people get to function from this place where we can have really constructive ways of mm. being able to have a positive intention rather than have my shame being manifested in an unhealthy way, which yeah. now is on the hunt to go and make you wrong. So then I feel morally more righteous. And then that alleviates the sense of any shame and guilt that I have. And that's what we're seeing on yeah. a really grand scheme of things. Well, this is where that good intention, poor performance comes from because it's coming from a wounded place. The performance is always gonna be poor. No matter how much you want it to be good, it'll be poor because it's coming from your unconscious. And your unconscious is 95% of your thoughts are the same as the day before. Your body is your unconscious. Your unconscious is the body. That's the thing that's really driving a lot of what we do. Mm. 
no matter how nice the words can be, which is like a lot of people, man, I've done it. It's like you've said things, but then incongruent with it and you're showing up and it's like, oh man, mm-hmm. I feel, but it's like, do you feel crap because you know you can do better and the next time you show up better or do you just keep showing up like crap and you're not going to work on yourself and admit, right? And this is where this projection comes into play. Have you ever seen uh, The Map of Consciousness by David Hawkins? No. Okay, there's a book, man. It's awesome. You should read it. It's called Power Versus Force. And David Hawkins passed away, I think, about 10 years ago. And in this book, he shows, and you know, like, I don't like the super woo-woo stuff. I like the practical as well when it comes to this self-development. And he shows on this map. It's really interesting. He has the lower brackets and the upper brackets. On the lower brackets, he shows a frequency that's measured when people are in states of shame, guilt, anger, sadness, apathy, fear, courage, right? Courage is right before the point of neutrality. Now, the frequency level of neutrality and between neutrality and courage is like 209 hertz or whatever it is. And then like shame and guilt are like 20 hertz. It's the the worst that you can hold in your body in a way of frequency. The shame and the guilt is the one that consumes you the most, right? And and because it shifts your worldview into this really dark worldview. It's where a lot of people that can become very, very depressed and very sad and very hurt are in that place. And so above neutrality, you have acceptance, understanding, joy, peace, love, uh, forgiveness, you know, all these higher brackets. This is considered power. The lower brackets are considered force. I believe the enemy of our soul wants us in that force, that, that evil, that darkness, right? That real like um, strong, strong pull, that same thing that was in Hitler that also is in us, whether we like it or not, that we have that potential too. Is, is what keeps us there. That's, 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 it's a bit, I know it's a big claim, but it's like, but no, 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 but you have to go, you have to go to the extremity with it because that's, that's, that's how it's like, that's how it hits. Like, that's like, you have to go to a point where it's like, look, if I had lived Hitler's life, who's to say I wouldn't have like, could have played out. I think, do I, would I? No, fuck I, no. I think there'd be some deep, dark stuff, man. But like, for example, let's say I coach, the world may consider these people as, you know, whoa, these people are really successful. They make a lot of money and they've got the business and that, right? And you see me, you go, oh, they kind of look like they're doing it right for themselves. But when, I, when we peel back the onion layers, you actually see a lot of the time, a lot of them haven't done the healings. They haven't considered these aspects of themselves. They've suppressed. And so, and this is what I had to learn in my own journey, to be honest, is a lot of what they've been doing for most of their life is coming from fear and courage to try and use it all the time to get to where they want to be. So they're almost like exhausted. That's why they go to like a lot of drugs and, you know, um, alcohol abuse and like crazy sex and like fully disconnected from what they actually really want in their life. And, and they like go into this destruction instead of creation and power. And what I'm seeing is like if somebody was to, let's say, rally up for a cause, but they've done the work in all the, the, the wounds and they're actually coming from acceptance, understanding, joy, love, peace, forgiveness. They're more inclined to want to actually be in productive and constructive conversation mm. and action to be able to create a change in a positive way. The problem is a lot of movements that seem like they have power is actually coming from force. And a lot of what we're seeing online is people are flexing force and, and pushing force because they don't know how to come from power. And in that is the opportunity for us to be able to go, cool, if there's shame and guilt in my life, which probably is if you're coming from force, where, do I, where, does, where does my work start? Mm. It starts with me. It starts with me sitting down and getting real. 
do I have mommy and daddy issues? <laughs> like, let's be serious. Like, have I, done, have I actually gone and forgiven? And I for, everybody, have I forgiven myself? Everybody does. Yeah, of course. I think that's one of the things like everyone does. What do you, what do you make of um, uh, the, did you catch any, I didn't actually see it, but I, I saw the kickback um, of the Megan and Harry interview with Oprah. I saw snippets. Um, I saw little snippets and, but more so the reactions. Which I found really interesting. I uh, yeah yeah. Look, man, I've, I've got to like. There's some things I could say based off what I see, but I haven't seen. I've seen a slither. Like if I was to see a slither, my stance would be: you've got yeah. you've got multimillionaires sitting next to you know in front of a billionaire, and they're saying how bad their life is and how it could be better. Then that then that would be also from my stance could be an incompassionate uncompassionate approach because I don't know them. At the same time, I don't know the royal family. I don't know the whole picture. I don't know their character. And I think this is where a lot of us get stuck. Well, this and is that's what, not avoiding the conversation. I just don't know their characters. I don't know. Yeah, but, the, but the, the thing that I found interesting was less about what, what, what went on in the interview. Because again, like for me in a lot of things, it's like, unless I was in the room, I don't know, right? Yeah. Like I try not to make any assumptions. Like unless I'm in the room, I don't know. Like even if it, like I really fundamentally at the end of the day, everyone likes to be, it's funny how certain people are these days with little information. Do you think Biden's pretty cool? Who? Biden. Do you think he's a cool man? <laughs> man, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know, dude, he might, be, what, he might what, be a bit of a lad behind him, you know? That's like, it, but like, but I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, who knows what Trump's like? Who knows what Biden's like? You know, but who knows? The thing, the thing that I found interesting was like, and I think this is what goes back to like even people's relationship with celebrity and fame and success and how it is shown that their perspective of it is so unhealthy. When you see someone, celebrity, well off, rich, no, 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 saying that they've felt suicidal, right? And people have this thing that it's like, and this is what maybe people are trying to strive for, maybe why, why people want success so much is because they think that they get to escape the realms of being human once they get there. They think, I'm gonna get there. And there's a hierarchy, and there is. Society is starting to create one of who is allowed to feel what pain. There's a hierarchy of what warrants you being able to feel any sort of pain. And if you're of high status or fame or celebrity or whatever, you're not allowed to. Because if I was famous and if I was successful and I've had all this money, I'd have no problems in the world. And that person gets there and what are they met with? Right? So then they're like, I don't get to feel any, I don't get to feel like shit. I don't get to feel pain. This is why we see a lot of like celebrities yeah. have, like killing themselves is because people have this interpretation or this expectation. It's like you become void of human, of the human experience just because you have this, this life of luxury. And that then we have to look at that and go, is that what people are striving? Why they want that success? Because people are like, oh, you're sitting in your, you're, no, you don't get to. It's like no one gets to decide for anyone else what is worthy of feeling pain. Yeah. Right. And we're seeing that it's like you, like they don't get to feel anything. They got this money, they're well, all these things. It's like, oh, you think you get there and like it just turns off. You can't feel sadness. You can't feel depression. And that was like. People are going to have a rude shock if they ever go and create the success they want and they're going to be like, oh, fuck. 
that shit that I condemned other people for that were that, that you don't deserve to feel like anything. You know, you get to feel like shit. I'm like, look, you're gonna you're gonna get there, and you're gonna be like, this is not what I expected. Whoa. And, and it's like we see it. We we see it. That we, was me, bro. That was me. But we saw, like how many people jumped in. Like what, regardless of whether or not she's telling the truth or not, you don't get to decide for anyone else what's worthy of of feeling. Pain. It's the same as it's, fear, dude. Someone yeah. that fears rejection of, of a date or whatever could feel the same amount of fear as someone that's about to speak on stage in front of 10,000 people. Yeah. Just because the things that are causing it are different and you might think that one's more valid than the other doesn't mean that they don't feel exactly the same. It's like as a human, we can't decide for anyone else what is worthy of that and we have a real problem with that. And that was really shown yeah. when that was, that was caused. And it's like that scares me for people that saw it that way is the fact that you think that you get to that point and you escape the rounds of of humanness and you couldn't be more deluded. And that's why I think that must be why so many people want to strive for fame and success and all these things. Yeah. Maybe fame and stuff would have been cool maybe in the 80s and shit. I don't think being famous and well-known these days I don't want to be. Fu- I don't. It's, I'm telling you right now. It gets exhausting, bro. It gets you. you end my, up, would be my worst fucking nightmare. There's ex- there's expectations. There's expectations, man. It happened. Like, and then you you you're going through this battle of like, I'm not getting back to people. I'm not answering to this. Then you're perceived as you know this person's not really who they say they are because they're not getting back. Man, I got to a point one day. I don't know what it was, but I just got to a point where I'm like, I'm not going to respond. I'm just not going to respond, and I don't have to explain why I'm not going to respond. You know, and I had times where I just switch off, and it felt great. But it wasn't even coming from a, like a selfish place. It was coming from a, this is where I get to keep my sanity space. Yeah. You know, if if I'm if I want to show up as the best as I can in my work and really express, then I need that time to be away from it all. And the social media scape is there's a game that's being played, and so many people are playing it without even knowing that they're playing it. They haven't defined their lane. You know how you say like whoever stays in their lane the longest wins. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily that they win and have all the success. It's you win because you're actually doing what you really truly want to do in life and you're not victim to the mob. They want you a certain way. You're not a victim to how social media wants you and you don't have to you know, respond to anybody in a certain way because there's no expectations. And you know that's the price that comes with it. And, and you're right, man. Like This is what happens because with this going, circling back to this conversation around cancel culture, culture wars, there's a projection of preference in this space. She can't feel like that because she's got all the money. That's your preference is that if I had all the money, I wouldn't feel like that. Yeah. How dare she, how dare she feel like that? Cause I haven't got it. So, but that's a projection. Cause you think that that's how it's going to be when you get there. Because a lot of the people I'd bet to differ that would say that they're saying that because they're not in that experience yet. So they don't know. You know, and whatever, it could have been a thing that she said and, and some people also dramatize things as well and they say things in a certain way because there's a spot, there's an opportunity for them to say it. Who knows, man? But I think like like you're, you're right, bro, you see like how the collective space and, and there's like mixed bags of people in there and they're all kind of like having their stoke at the fire. <laughs> well, it's like, but I'm watching people do that. If they're doing that to them, they're doing it to themselves. Yeah, most of those yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, of course they are. If they're doing yeah, it to them and they're saying you're not worth it, they, they, they're going to say, and again, what I'm feeling right now, I shouldn't be feeling. Yeah. Uh, like things are fine, like whatever. And then it's just like, duh, 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 shame, duh, 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 duh. 
out yeah. out the door it goes onto someone else and um yeah but yeah do you think you think you if you didn't if your if your business wasn't mostly online that you'd be on social media as much we've i haven't gone lately we've been a lot on the back end so neither of us have probably been really too neither is a meal i has been craving too much i've been no, no no yeah so like for me i actually have just gone higher ticket in what i do i just focus more with my tribe and i really love it you know a group of coaches i'm working more exclusively with them I do a big, big run for a season before like a promo and then I duck out and I just, I do my thing and I do it with my tribe and I create, I'm investing my money. Like before that, I was like always trying to get my money up and like, oh here, now I'm investing my money and I'm doing it in multiple ways and I'm hanging out with people that I choose to work with. I've chosen all of them. All of them mm-hmm. I've handpicked and chosen to work with them to spend the next four months with them, right? Before that, it was just this constant weekly, daily, weekly, daily posting. What picture are you gonna put? Bro, it burns you out, man. It burns you out. I felt and I got bad. to a point I, where I, I didn't feel like I needed I felt bad the significance. I work, I've worked through a lot of stuff over the past few years, man, specifically around the significance and that self-betrayal. And I got to a point where like, I literally had, like the voids were, I wouldn't even say feel, were healed to a point where now I'm just like, all those things that I thought I wanted to get something else, it was giving me something that I, that wasn't necessarily conducive for my actual growth that was best for me. And so when I started to come back into a centered place, I stopped seeking that validation. You know, you and I had a conversation one day where, you know, you just said to me like, you know, um, like what, what do you, what do you, think are a great what's a great value that you bring and you're like not work like just you as a person and i listed like three things and you're like bro you're this you're that you're this you're this you're this you're, this, you're like listen no to stuff. I, I said and to I, you i'm friends with you i'm friends with you because it's got nothing to do with like if you did something different and you didn't do the work you did and you didn't have the following up like i like we 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 fuck with you because of who you are yeah and yeah, i think yeah. you were you you kind of got caught up because it's like this vicious cycle of you got caught up on what your identity was based off of your reputation from maybe you're following a little bit and then they made that even more rigid and i I was lost in a relationship bro i was like i was completely out of myself i i betrayed myself over and over again to the point where i didn't know that's done (laughs) well and and i was at the point where i didn't know who i was anymore man because i come so far out of myself and it obviously eventually came back and and just going Never want to be there again. But I know why, you know, and, it's, and, and to go into it and to realize how much of it was touching work too, in the sense that like I thought my value, I even brought to relationships, not just friendships, but yeah. relationships was what I had and what I did, mm. not who I am. And when I got to a point in, through the healing and I did a lot of relationship work with Tace and, and a lot of processes with my mom and dad and, you know, with my friends as well to a yeah. point where... You know, you and I had an awesome conversation, man. You brought, you like, hey, I got some stuff in my chest. Close that out. I, I felt like you were, de- like, again, but it was frustrating for me, like, at that point, because it's just, like, again, in some retrospects, it looked like you were getting over, over your powers. Like, I'd fucking remind you, you know, a little bit of, like, who, like, the value you have, irregardless of the things that you think are your main values, which were like yeah. your notoriety or your success or the business that you built and all those things. And I was like, dude, I couldn't give a fuck about that shit. On it, sorry for the swearing. 
I got told that it sounds cooler when it's like an American saying, why does it sound cooler when it's Australian? I go, I don't know about that. I was like, I don't know. But um, I was like, because it looked like you were kind of getting sucked into a prison that was getting created from what you felt like you needed to be for, for, for all the other people. And yeah. it was like becoming even more rigid and more boxed in. Mm. And I was like, dude, I think I said to you one time, I was like, you're a better person offline than you are online. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I said it's like the fucking value you bring offline is way better than the shit that you put online. Yeah, and that's not me being rude. Yeah, that's not me trying to d- diss on your on on the, what, you, no, what the fuck no, you put no, out there, but just like knowing you as a person. Yeah, high character, bring a lot to the table, good to be around, like fun, like have great values, all those things that should be the most important things. You had all them, but they they you you didn't. I didn't necessarily feel like you felt like they were enough to invite a lot of like a lot of the good into your life and you had to keep up appearances of that for all the people and then you you broke that which is like really hard to do because people get stuck stuck in that social media identity their whole life now they they will and like you broke it and that's that was impressive I think um this is, how, this is the one of my conversations favorite. we have. Like we don't mince, yeah, yeah, we don't yeah. mince our words. Yeah, and this is this is this is real, man. I like this. You know, one of my big things is you know my belief in God. And bro, I tell you, man, I can post all sorts of stuff. I know what I know what works in the sense of getting lots of likes. There's formulas behind mm. popular quotes and videos that are, go viral. I've done it so many times. I know how to do it. It's like it's. And then it's interesting because you can look at go, go after your dreams. <laughs> you can do it. It's hot topics. Oh my god! I needed to hear this yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's right. like so. So it's Jay like, Shetty posts. I fucking. Well, I did. A, I just went to the toilet, and someone's like, "Oh my god! <laughs> I needed well, to hear that today." Well, there's Jay a Shetty. There's a difference between like this is what I was saying about like popular, and then what's actually really on your heart and your mind, and. It's scary, man. It's scary to share what's actually really on your heart and mind if you've been in the practice of caring so much what people think. And I got to a point one day where I, I started to post more about Jesus. Mm. And I started to post more about God. And then I th- thought to myself, I'm like, what do I spend a lot of time actually reading about and involving my life in? And what has actually shifted me the most? It's my connection with God, mm. my relationship with God. So I started to share it. And bro, I had people coming at me. But over time it started to filter yeah, yeah, and now yeah, yeah. and now i actually have people that message me and go thank you so much for posting that today because this is what i actually really believe but i felt like if i shared it that people will unfollow me and then i've, I've you know like dude i've got what 104,000 followers for me none of that's actually really truly changed my life i work with coaches that have like a couple hundred followers and they've built a fully fledged coaching business and they're doing great for themselves so it can't come down to followers it comes down with how real you're willing to keep it, not for anybody else, but for you, because that's what feels powerful for you. And there's this integrity to it that when you have that integrity, man, it oozes into everything that life becomes easier. It became so much easier for me to sell. When I was in business and negotiating and selling, I, there was no like needing to be any sort of identity or have a mask on. I legit just say it how it is, jump on the phone, cool. Hang out with people I wanna hang out with, talk about the stuff I wanna talk about. And there's this, like we are saying before, preference, preference, preference. Everyone's trying to like appease each other with preferences until they snap and then they wanna cancel someone. You get to a point where you realize there's freedom in truth. And you know, Christ says this, man. He's like, the truth will set you free. And it's true, really is true. It's scary because so many people push back on it. 
because they have expectations, because they haven't met those expectations in themselves. When I started to realize, I'm like, yo, if it was just me and God and my good friends around me and my family, and I was able to hang with my tribe and I made a little bit of money to be able to, you know, build some things around me that I, you know, we can go for a surf down at the beach. I live in a place I like, dude, that's enough. That is enough. The question then is, if all that got taken away from me, am I still happy to be in myself and know that I can be by myself and still be able to be happy with who I am by myself for a while? Mm. And, you know, that's, that was my process. For whatever reason, you know, the, the COVID thing was happening and I got caught in Marrakesh, then went to Australia and I was trying to make my way back. And, and I went through this like process over that time of going, I had times where I was just by myself. And I was like, man, when I, I know that I've started to move closer to that place I really want to be at because I can be with myself and be okay with that. And I realized how much I wasn't okay with that before. And then you realize that that actually is not okay. Because then you're depending on others to approve of your identity. And I think this is what happens with cancel culture is sometimes people put this out with a promo effect. They make a claim like a lot of like politicians and people of movements will make this claim publicly. And it's almost like they're waiting for the approval of those to get around them. It makes them feel good. And this fuels it. And so what I'd say is just really like start checking in like we've had to do in our life and it's still doing because it's a continuous practice. You never fully get there. And just keep showing up and going like, how can I be accountable for my wounds, for my traumas? You know, like not betraying myself, not buying into the noise, but actually choosing to be in something because it's powerful for me to be in, it, in my own understanding and choosing it because like you were saying before, and I think you're alluding to this, some people are choosing from fear and some people are choosing from love. And you've got to ask yourself that. It happens in relationships. Yeah, Am I staying it because I'm scared to leave it, which is what I, I experienced and I had to finally get to a place where I was like, I'm not going to ever stay in a relationship again if it's coming from fear. Mm. I'll be in a relationship because I love that person and I love who I am in the relationship and I love how I feel being in it more consistently, not yeah. all the time because no one's perfect. But Well, that yeah. was the reason why I brought up the social media thing is because um, you would, you, you know, like... And, and that's like you're, you're posting a lot of positive stuff so the, the second that you might have done anything that might have been perceived as anything outside of that someone was really quick to, to, to really try and shoot oh, you, shoot you down that, right so this is what I say to people is like do you want to be good or do you want to be human and they go I want to be human I go well, <laughs> what, what's missing is it bad okay human inherently we're good and bad. And we're bad, yeah. And we're bad. That's what, what makes us human. It's not, you're not always good. People, you know, uh, obviously we should be uplifting a certain standard, uh, creating more safety and protection for people where it doesn't infringe on too many of other, other people's rights, mm. if, if possible. But... Yeah, I mean, there's so many of these, these, these sorts of things. And again, like, there's, like, watching all the, the women's um, uh, rights stuff and, like, the right now, because that's, that's a big sort of... It's topic. a hot topic. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, sort of, sure. like, well, very prevalent right now. And that's the funny thing is that... Well, not the funny thing, but our environment, in a way 
we don't for like see a lot of that abuse and negativity and all those sorts of things within our immediate circle, which is and our general circle, yeah. which is a which is a testament. But seeing it, sometimes it's like it can create a bubble, and like sometimes I feel myself, Jesus, I'm so ignorant to some of the horrors of the world, and. I wouldn't be able to go and more, be more beneficial if I wasn't able to go and look and have a look at the horrors of the world and actually bear witness to it. Because some, sometimes it's like there's been some discussions that kind of like, and we simply just don't. It doesn't come up in everyday life, which I'm yeah. super grateful for, right? But yeah, and it shocks me when these topics, some of the, some of these topics that kind of shock me because it's like shit. That fucking that's all that shit's still going on. Yeah, yeah. And that's why, again, like these conversations are always like super powerful um, to be able to bring light. And again, like being able to allow people to be wrong and like big and like mm. seeing all these stories that are being brought to light have been super useful for me to be able to be more educated on a topic that's not maybe super prevalent within my inner circle, right? And actually yeah. have a bit more of a broader scope of the rest of the world. And that's where, you know, having people share these quite difficult experiences allows people that maybe not experience it to be able to empathize and have compassion and and look to understand where where some people that might not be experienced go, that doesn't happen, they're being ridiculous or whatever. Whereas it's like being able to see this stuff and going, shit, like. Is there is there a place for this, man? Do you feel like, have you ever seen anything online where people are actually having conversations where they seem constructive because I think some people, I, I, some people watching this right now are probably like, I, I want to see this. I want to be a part of it. But they're Because it's easy just to fucking get emotional and, yeah, just, yeah. and just throw rocks on the other side of the world because yeah, there's, yeah, no, yeah. there's no retribution unless you're like some not like famous big, big human person of, yeah, that's yeah, got yeah. something in their spotlight where it's worthy of making an example of, right? But people in the majority of it are from people that are like sitting in their, in their apartment just like, you know what, I'm bored. Something's, I'm just going to sling shit at people. I've got no repercussions. So the, the good thing about social media is that it gave everyone a voice. The worst thing was <laughs> it gave everyone a voice, right? It's so it's, it's like, true. if we want everyone to have a voice, it's like now it's not about simply having a voice. It's like how constructive can we use it and how, how can we reel ourselves into the point where we can deliver the thoughts and our feelings in a way where we can actually create yeah. healthy change that's not born from shame influencing or any of those things yeah. and actually have it be from that place of like this is deserving of being fought for and it's got nothing to do with whether or not I feel like I'm a bad person well I mean I found it interesting when you have JK Rowling someone asked her a question and it was like it was I think it was a is it there's a male and a female biologically exist or something something along those lines and then like people kicked up and when they dug deeper into it they actually found it was less of the actual trans community that got frustrated about that it was like you were saying just generally it was people, people deciding for other people what they should be yeah. annoyed by yeah, yeah, yeah and that for a big part and from talking to the, to the people in the trans community they were they were they were annoyed they were like, yeah. they, they, we didn't, we didn't, them a bad our community too, did, most of our community didn't even decide to put this, like it's yeah, other yeah, people yeah. that are hypervigilant that are trying to, again, insinuate some sort of righteousness. It's like yeah. these communities are necessary. Like, again, it was like, 
it's all cisgendered people that are doing like doing this stuff, and it wasn't even it's not even coming yeah, from yeah. us. Like, and again, there's some there's there's going to be people that say no, it was within us, and some people are going to say not. And again, yeah, and and the interesting thing is they wanted it. They, man, I know it's so interesting because we hear they. That's what social media tells us. Is what media tells us. Who knows who they are? But yeah. ultimately, it's like a, a, a group of the blob, the the hive, has said you need to apologize. And she, rightfully so, goes, "I won't apologize for that." Now, does that make her a bad person that she stated fact that biologically you have male and female? There was nothing else there to deny. She says, "I'm not a transphobe." She says, but I won't apologize for saying the truth. You know, like, and we see it. There's male and there's female biologically. Look at the animal planet, same thing, right? And so what they did next was they had people going into stores and demanding bookstores to take her books off the shelf. Now, to be honest, I don't really care. It's not like I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a JK Rowling fan. I, I don't really know. I haven't read the books. I saw one of the Harry Potter movies maybe once and that's it. I'm not really the biggest fan. But it's more so the fact that people can do that to another human being in that way and on mass scale. Like she obviously has billions so she can protect herself. When this happens to people, I know a bunch of people on YouTube, right, that I've seen have been canceled. Like they say one thing and then like a whole group of these other people come in, they start, and it's like cancel and they're submitting all these things to YouTube to take them down and they're reporting them and everything. And these people are getting their thing blocked for months mm-hmm. while it's getting worked out and they're losing income and everything else. You know, so this is, it can get nasty, man. It can get nasty. But to go back to just like all the things that we were saying, more so in the second half of this conversation around taking that ownership, around that healing and everything else, like this is where it starts. Don't get caught up in the noise. Go into that ownership and accountability because at the end of the day, you can do so much more with with self-empowerment, like really getting into a place where you're powerful. And what I loved about the start of this conversation where you, you shared that when you share things on like Instagram, for example, on your Insta story, and you have polls and you have questions and you have people that send questions in and they, they jam and you guys politic and debate and you share what the conversations are and then you come to a great place. Most of a lot of people debating. don't know how to do that, bro. Most it's, of not, it's, it's not even debating. Like most of the time when I, when I put stuff up, I put up, a, I put up something that's, just, that's, that's a topic at the time and I just ask for people's thoughts. And it's yeah. not even like I'm pushing any, I'm, I'm not pushing any agenda. Well, sometimes there's a slight like leaning of, of what, what I think might be the, the, the side that I would probably choose as far as opinion is concerned. But it's never to be, well, I mean, I try. Again, sometimes it's, you're not perfect. But I try to just be able to ask questions. And like even there's, there's, uh, there's, there's been the odd time, but again, the way that I frame things up or try to frame things up, it just invites, I try to go to look to understand how you, why you think the way you think. Seek and the more I can yeah. do that, and again, like when that person had a dig at me the other day, it takes a lot to be like, just focus on the thing that they said. I'm well, going to focus- Old school Betty struggle. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to focus on the fact that they had a dig and they were, they, they personally went at me and I, I didn't have a str- necessarily a massively like strong energy back at all. And I just like, sort of kept myself. But again, it's like I say that, but at the same time, I, I, I don't think that 
I would I behave any differently just because I was able to remain stoic in that situation doesn't mean that I think that they shouldn't be. But it is my job to not get caught up in the emotion and take away from. Yeah. At the end of the day, I you know I they shared their views and 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 what they thought, and then in a conversation, I just said thank you so much for sharing your opinion. It helps um, give an extra layer to this. It helps me gain more knowledge, whatever. And while they weren't necessarily the healthiest in delivering their point of view, um, I, I, I got some perspective from them. But there were some there were some people that could have easily been the same, but really just came and we found so much common ground and understanding. And I learned a lot. And we're still in conversation now. And it's like, imagine if there was more of that, right? There was more of that where it's like, my job right now isn't to go and try and make you wrong for what you think. My job is to go and understand so we can go and find what is most useful and be, and again, I wanna be able to reserve the right to be wrong. Yeah. I might not completely change my tone, but I could, and that was one thing that actually changed, like one thing that changed was like, it wasn't my opinion that changed, it was my tone of it, I gained more empathy and more sympathy towards something where it's like I could still have my opinion but not and, and like one of the things that um, I think people have a hard time with the right in particular is the fact that they they, they tell the, the truth from, from a rational standpoint a lot of time but they lack empathy and they lack compassion yeah. it's like my mentor yeah. David Wood David T.S. Wood sorry he said, tell the truth all the time with compassion. When you tell the truth without compassion, it's like you're being asked, when you t- you're just trying to be compassionate without telling the truth, yeah. that's not good at the same time, right? So the, the big thing is like, okay, I can still tell the truth, but like how can I gather more in a way where I can tell it with more compassion and I can yeah. tell it with more empathy where it's not received as you're an, you're an idiot for this and that. And by the way, some people out there on online are idiots. They're looking for a blue. <laughs> some people some people are idiots, but just because you're stupid doesn't make you a bad person. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and also there's a big difference between um, being offended and disagreeing. Yeah. There's so many things that, that people decide to be offended. It was like where it's like, you don't necessarily need to be offended by it. Like you can just disagree with it. Like I disagree yeah, with things, yeah, but yeah. not necessarily because someone said to me, a friend said to me, are you offended by that? I go, no, I just disagree with it. But again, it's like the one thing I do want to make sure to say is like I, on a lot of these things, are able to take a stoic yeah. approach to it because I don't necessarily have the, the emotional trigger. And if I did, then maybe I would go about things differently. So I always remember that. And there's things in my life that if we were to speak about it, they, I'd probably have more of a, an emotional trigger mm. to it. Right, so I don't want to glorify necessarily like having this stoic approach. Like you must have that, or right, because again, that's sort of like gaslighting and dismissing the fact that you've got this whole experience that have led and that yeah, this is the way you're behaving. So there was a point in time where I like I did think, okay, I'm not gonna. Um, oh, you're too overly emotional. I'm not talking to you because it's just like you need to you need to calm down. Mm. And I still would like it to get to that point, but that can come through the conversation if I'm if I'm good enough. Yeah. To want to to learn more. Yeah. And be okay with being wrong. I'm okay with being wrong and that's the catalyst for my growth. And a lot of people hate it because they don't want to think they're stupid. I yeah. 
am comfortable with being ignorant at times. When I, when I say that wisdom is knowing that you don't know it all, you know, and 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 something common, that I and common sense is knowing that there's no such thing as common sense. <laughs> that's true, man. That's true. Like common, what was well, it? common, common sense, sense is not so common. <laughs> common sense is knowing that common sense is not common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why some people are now getting super frustrated, especially like super rational, logical people that don't sort of think from a emotional standpoint. Is that it's like it's a double-edged sword sort of thing. Yeah. Where it's like now the world's becoming even more frustrated, especially it's, for people that have that that real critical objective look on the world is that yeah. they allow the people that lack that to, to really frustrate them. So they then again lack certain emotional mm. intelligence to, to, to realize what's going on with them. The world can be frustrating to a really super rational person and really frustrating to a super emotional person yeah. in different ways. It's, it's about integrating both, I think. Like to learn how to dance with both and bring it to the middle and go, what's the best possible outcome we can create from what we have so far, right? What I learned in apologetics was behind every question is a questioner. And a lot of times people are getting, they're getting so fixed on the question and they're attacking the person in order to try and like answer the question in some way to like win and one up. And when you realize there's a, question, there's a questioner behind it, it, makes you think, where is this person coming from? You know, obviously we don't think the exact same, that's why the question has been asked. Yeah. So there's something here we get to explore. That was a huge thing for me, man. Talking with people of all different belief systems, when I was like, especially at the start, like you go through stages, just like real gung-ho, and then start to kind of find your own like, like I had waverings, I was coming in and out of it and like going off track, coming back in and now like finding a good center point and you go, okay, like I know where I'm at, but I also can sit comfortably in a space where I love this, this like forward living life of going, hey, I'm gonna test what I, what I believe is true in my beliefs of like, hey, I'm really feeling like I'm onto something that's clicking and I can see it and I'm like, this is good principle. I want to test it to the nth degree with confidence that, hey, if, if this ends up being something that's not in truth to me and it's not this hard rock solid thing, then what else is there? What else have we got? Let's have a look. And, and I think that a lot of people, they, they don't understand the fact that in order to be able to know something is solid, you need to like test it like iron for iron you know to temper iron means to heat it and to bash it in like to really temper it to see if the quality is there and you know i look at i teach the eight categories of life in the vision process i'm like yo i want to go into each one and go test do i really know about money and investing money and making the most of my money do i know that yet or is there more to learn okay yeah there is for sure you know what about my spiritual beliefs where am i at with that what about relationships you know, you're in a relationship too, bro. It's like you, that's like the dojo for life. <laughs> it's like a squeaky clean mirror that reflects back so yeah. much. Practically, like I was saying to someone asked me the other day, like, how are you doing with that? And I was like, yeah, look, I'm good practically with some, like the, the logical things. And it's like, but like implementing is like a whole different kettle of fish, especially when it comes to like uh, relationship, relationship stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we'll save that for another episode. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a loaded Obviously. question as well. But yeah, I think the biggest thing just with a lot of this stuff is just, again, how do we get to a point where we, we share our views in a way where it's more constructive? I think that's yeah. probably the biggest yeah. issue. I don't think the biggest issue is the difference of opinions. I think it's just the methodology of which things are getting portrayed. 
um, now uh, not letting people have redemption or not allowing people the right to be comfortable being wrong and changing their mind and changing their tone and keeping people stuck in a time in a time zone where yeah. they've been they've been able to grow and, and sticking them there and yeah. that's you know that's obviously the big thing so maybe, we've all got a maybe, lot to learn but it's just like again like being able to share the things that you share with a level of compassion and understanding is again like the most fundamental thing and do we see it a lot online no do we see it a lot in the world mm. no do we see it with how it's portrayed with sleep no do we see it with how uh uncompassionate people are towards women and the issues that they face within society and and how men's roles are played with it no. like it's uh, like we can like we all can do better and, and should strive to do better mm. but we've got a long way to go when it comes to progressing society in a healthy way i feel i think we're not we're, we're definitely not short of an opinion but we're just really not effective at yeah. having civil discourse and that's my big yeah. that's the big thing that i kind of want to share from this is just like imagine a world which is like people can have a different opinion but like the discourse was civil and people can still value and respect each other mm. in a way that helps progress ideas forward quicker learning to live with love and respect in a divided world because yeah. essentially what it is like it is like whether we like it or not whatever the whatever the society structures are whatever's going on man there's definitely a lot of stuff going on in the background and i think a lot of people fall for the propaganda that's at play and it's creating division and, and it's like people are stepping into it i'm seeing i'm like no 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 we're better over here let's come back here it let's, takes a lot not to bite it let's takes a lot like to here. bite dude like i tell you yeah, right yeah, now yeah, there's yeah. so many times there's i see shit online i'm like I, I feel it in my body like i fundamentally yeah. disagree f- couldn't d- disagree more and i have to check in and i'm like yeah. are you in a place to enter into this in a way with a positive intent what would be your intention of going into it and writing what you're about to write right i have to have check ever, in have you ever written something and then just deleted it all, all, <laughs> like, all. bro yeah, novels <laughs> novels and just delete it so and it's just like and again by the time i've gone through it i'm like dude some things i do because i think it's like i want to offer the opportunity to speak about things like to my like again i don't comment a lot of my disagreements on anyone else's stuff. Yeah, if I want to bring yeah, something yeah, to light, I'll bring it up on my stories yeah, and I'll let yeah, I'll yeah. I'll invite the conversation. The conversation but yeah. I never especially if if I don't show you love often, I don't personally feel like I have the right to go after you. Yeah. I personally don't. Mm. And it's the same as like if someone writes something negative on my thing. It's like you see people that post that they have all these people show them love and there's one negative comment and then they only reply to the negative comment. It's like, what are your priorities? And I was checking myself. It's like, okay, you've got a friend that writes this and you're, dis- you're disagreeing with it. It's like, how much love do you show to the things that you agree with them on? Mm. Does it you need to be, if you aren't doing that, then this is just me. You don't have the right to go and, and jump on their thing and, mm. and, and give, if you can't do it in a way that's, or, I, or, or send them a DM. Be like, hey, with that, or get clarity. Like, I know there's been a lot of times where you've written something like, someone hasn't just gone to seek clarity. Hey, when you said that, is this what you meant? Or what did you mean by that? People just assume what you mean and they don't go to search for context. It's like, don't make assumptions of what you think they meant. 
Go and ask them. Mm. Have the conversation. Mm. Don't just slag them out. Go and yeah. get go and get more clarity. And I dare say that when you get that, a lot of times you'll be like, oh, okay. Instead of just assuming that 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 what a person insinuated, because again, that's the hard thing with social media as well, is like creating enough context. Yeah. Even having a conversation like this, it's like as as much as you know, I like to it, it to be received as you know somewhat objective and and open-minded as a lot of times people are going to read in between the lines and going to assume whatever they think i I mean i've seen it so many times with other people Mm. and it's just almost impossible not to and you're just going to get that but for me personally my standard is is that um if i kind of be effective and 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 do it in a way where i can ask questions or i'm intrigued by it or i can go to work to understand and i'm just having an emotional reaction where i'm not i'm not effective and i'm not healthy in the way that i go about it I have to have enough in me to go and take a breath in yeah, and, ho- and yeah. hold it off. Because again, I check my intention. What's my intention? I don't want to make this person feel like shit. I don't want to make them feel like they're wrong. I don't wanna, and there's been things that I'm so vehemently against, I can't tell you. And maybe I do go and reply to it when I'm able to go and do it in a way where I feel like it's an effective that we can progress this forward or I can have the ability to potentially influence this person to see another side to change mm. their tone. The challenge, yeah. To change, yeah. To, what do I want? Do I want to have more people not getting on board with the way that I, no. Mm. So you have to check yourself at the door. Mm. And I don't think a lot of people do that, right? So again, like if you're someone out there that wants to influence, it's like you have to check yourself at the door yeah. when you're looking to go and do something that you influence. Like influencing ain't fucking selling another bikini online. <laughs> It's not, I'm an influence. What, you get people to buy shit? No. It's like, how do you get people to choose for themselves something different? That is a skill. That is hard to do. That takes a lot. It takes a lot of learning. It takes a lot of being in difficult conversations to learn where you went wrong. And it's not even about trying to win. It's like deciding at the beginning of it, we gain extra understanding. That is the main priority. Yeah. And it's like, but again, when you haven't done a lot, you haven't become aware of that you're like all your little triggers and, and worked on healing, it's like, it's tough. It's, and I get anyone that's just always constantly triggered and writing, commenting back. Yeah. I, I, I like, I get it. Certain things is going to be super tough and you're, you're going to respond by the place and you have the right to look back on that and change your tone and you have the right to be able to go, you know what, I could have handled that better. It's all part of the learning experience. You shouldn't be allowed. You should be allowed to to redeem yourself or get to grow and to get better and to and to change your tone on things. Yeah, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. There you go. Wow, man, what a loaded episode. <laughs> yeah. Lucky we don't have uh, show notes on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Transcribe the whole episode. I think we almost probably beat Joe Rogan's um, runtime per episode. I think we're probably up to nearly two hours. Oh yeah. <laughs> good awesome man appreciate it thank you for having me on love it hey hope you guys got some value from this and uh yeah just just really look at like what are the things you can take and apply to your own life based off what stood out to you we're not expecting you to take everything but maybe there's two or three things you're like yeah i'm gonna look into that yeah myself yeah Yeah. cherry pick that's That's how i've gotten to all my opinions (laughs) i've never blindly (laughs) followed any one person 100 percent of what they thought yeah cherry picked 
Yeah. You know, and it. you can see that in our relationship. <laughs> we don't agree on everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's very true. All right. Thanks for tuning Thank in. Thank you. Ciao.